Springfield City Council meeting tonight. What's going to be on the docket? Well, why don't we talk with uh, Springfield Alderman to get an idea. Here on the WMAY Morning News Feed, I'm Greg Bishop. I'm joined by phone by Springfield Alderman Ralph Hanauer. Alderman, thanks for taking time with us this morning. How are you doing? Hey, good morning, Greg. Uh, I'm glad to be on. Absolutely. So, uh, love the council roundup. Hearing you guys, of course, debate the issues. Uh, one thing that came up last week, which was uh, good to hear from Budget Director Bill McCarty, uh, dealt with COVID nineteen relief dollars, uh, and uh, a lot of different ideas out there. A lot of uh, kind of guidance on what can and can't be used with the uh, the money. Uh, but uh, how much did we get, and what do you want to do with those dollars? Well, it. I think we we got. Somewhere around, wasn't it like thirty million or something? We got it. We got a lot of money. I know that. Um, I'm, I, 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 the, the number escapes me at right now. Yeah, I, I want to say it was thirty it. plus million, yeah, uh, yeah. and like you got like thirteen million in the first tranche, and, and you'll get right, more right. Uh, in the year ahead or something along those lines. Right. Well, one of the things, the first thing, uh, and 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 I've asked the mayor and. And uh, some of the other aldermen um, that that voted with us, I want to I want to put back the 1.4 uh, in the uh, fire department. Um, you know, we the the outlook on the budget, the way things were going, um, you know, made it look like we were not going to be able to sustain doing what we're what they were doing. And I think that there there still needs to be some changes on operating changes in the fire department. But I think it's important that we restore the 1.4 million that we that we slashed during the during the budget. Uh, we you know we're not in the dire straits that we thought we were going to be, and so I think that's the that's the fair thing to do. And I think you'll see that uh, probably come the first reading next week. So that that'll be a good thing. Um, but uh, that's just 1.4 million, though. Yeah. What about uh, what about the 12 million uh, that's uh, that that would be left over here um, this first tranche? Well, I think um, what I've said, uh, I would like to see us find. We've got some big projects that that are kind of being held over our head. That eventually we are going to have to do. A uh, good example is like some of the sewer work. Um, you know, at some point in time, the EPA may just say, "Look, you've got to do this, and we don't care if you have to raise taxes to 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 do it." So, I think we need to look at at you know whatever project we can to that that we can you know check off our list and use this money to to for for something like that. Um, I think that would be the prudent thing to do. And you know, a lot of some of the projects we've been holding off are, are millions and millions of dollars. And I think that we need to look at that. Um, you know, one of the there's there's some bigger ticket items. Um, you know, for like uh, I don't know if you've ever been around uh, Coca Mill in Washington. I know Alderman Donlin's looking. You know, it's a five million dollar project. It's a where you've got some major flooding and. People have lost cars um, when it on just a, a slight rain, you know. So I think that you know if we can look at things like that, um, I would I would be more apt to to look at things like that than 
Yeah, the, the storm the else. storm sewers are uh, something that always comes up during heavy rains, and like you said, even kind of light rains. If it's sustained at all, then you could see some backup of the storm sewers, especially in some of the viaducts, and you get some problematic spots. Uh, so you're saying you're looking at uh, some of these big ticket uh, fixes and things that uh, could drain resources outside of a of a COVID year, uh, but with these uh, these federal tax dollars, you wanna you wanna concentrate that on some of these these big uh, infrastructure projects I, I think that would be the best way to go our our sewer problems are are immense i think that uh you know we've got some that you're, we're just going to have to get done eventually um and you know and it, it's a it's about you know we've got i think downtown we've got sewers that are over 100 years old that that have to be you know taken care of and uh you know, so that just, I just, and there's other projects and, you know, I, I've asked for a list of things that we have outstanding that, that we would, you know, we, we could look at. I, I think that's more important to try to tick off one or two of those than, than, um, you know, going directions of, of, um, you know, uh, you know, $500 here and there, you know. Um, it, well, what about so uh, I, what about uh, possible, and again, I don't have the, the guidance in front of me uh, necessarily, but was it, uh, was it possible to have grants for businesses? A lot of businesses in Springfield hurt by the, the restrictions, hurt by uh, the, the capacity limits, uh, and, and just the past year and a half, as I'm sure you hear, and you were pretty critical of it uh, uh, months ago, uh, saying that these businesses Businesses need to be able to operate, uh, but but is there any uh, any possibility that uh, there could be like Springfield-based grants with some of these tax dollars for businesses? Well, uh, and I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I would want to do the businesses that that weren't able to take advantage of the PPP, and you know they were kind of left uh, you know in a in the hole. And I think a lot of the businesses you know got. Did pretty did pretty well as far as getting um, um, you know getting thing the PPP and, right. and other. I other do grants. know one one group of businesses that didn't do too well uh, and and getting some of the grant dollars and that's landlords right. Surely you're hearing uh, you got uh, uh, inbox full of uh, uh, messages from landlords. Well, and, and that's true, and I, and I, I have uh, I was very concerned about them. Everybody wanted to help the renters, but the landlords. You, you're right, Greg, and that's something we we may want to look at and and you know put some money out on the side to to, to try to help them. Um, you know, the, the people. I think that there there was some programs to help people pay their rent, but I don't know how much of that actually got done. Um, I I. I you know that's something we would definitely have to look at, though. I, I'm I'm open to to you know to things like that, and I think we're we're just going to have to look at you know get suggestions and and move forward. You know, but I do my biggest priority is to like I said, look at these larger projects that that you know we don't get this influx of money too often. If I had my way, we'd save it and you know use it sparingly, but. I think we have to have it have it done within like four years or something like that. So, so we, we'll, you know, I think that we need to look at, at some projects that we have to get done for the city. I think that's that's extremely important. 
We're talking with Springfield Alderman Ralph Hanauer here on the WMAY Morning News Feed at 745. Uh, something else I wanted to touch base with you on. Um, saw you Friday with the bipartisan group of uh, uh, state lawmakers, uh, labor leaders, uh, other municipal leaders, uh, several Springfield aldermen there. Uh, you were with the group uh, standing to try to get a message across about um, a possible energy deal at the state house uh, that could prematurely close coal-fired power plants like CWLP. Um, what can you tell us is the latest on this, and how important is it that uh, the, your guys' efforts be heard? Well, first of all, it was a great is is a great press conference, and and we had a lot of great speakers there. Um, Aaron Guernsey with the plumbers did a great job uh, organizing it. Um, I think that. I haven't heard anything more, which is scary. Um, uh, you know, the bottom line is they're they're allowing a company that that owns the the um, the nuclear plants to be involved in the legislation, but they're not allowing the, the smaller municipality uh, companies to take part in it. And I, I, to me, you know what what goes on north of I eighty is a lot different than what goes on south of I eighty. We got a completely different grid, and uh, you know it, it's it'll be devastating for us. It'll be it, it's gonna it's gonna cost the ratepayers money, and and uh, you know we don't want to get into a situation like Texas was this year, where there was rolling brownouts. You know, in the winter, if we have rolling brownouts, people can die, and and you know it's not or in the summer when it's real hot, just like it was down in Texas. You know, there was there's people that died from it, so. You know, I'm all for for you know environmental causes, but they have to be done you know with the right balance. And 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 this is just, I feel like they're rushing things, and and th- there's no reason to be. CWLP's got one of the, if if not the um, uh, cleanest power plant in the uh, in the central central part of the United States, if not in the United States. So I think that. You know, they need to look at that, but they're listening to um, special interest groups that want to want to cut shut down coal and they want to they, they want to shut down power plants completely. And that's it, it's it, we're in a very dangerous situation right now, in my opinion. Well, do you fear that? I mean, if this push uh, to to a 2035 timeline to shut down coal fired power plants, I mean, somebody who makes that kind of declaration um as the governor has to to as he says fight climate change uh, how do you get across to somebody who seems to have a very staunch ideological position on this well uh, when when i've talked to people that are that you you, you it it's almost like uh two two bulls you know they're stubborn and you're not going to you're not going to you're not going to change your mind in my opinion i look i think that we need to to do what we can to 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 do you know prevent greenhouse gas and you know within limits but we also because of our energy situation we also have to have a balance of energy that includes coal and gas and you know and that and renewables and um, I think that I don't know how you get through to them, you know, to answer your original question. I think that you get, you know, 
you get people that that they're dead set on it and and they're not going to change or not going to they they think you got to shut things down right now and and the fact is is on renewables they're 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 good when when the sun's shining it's good or when the wind's blowing it's good but when it's nighttime and there's no wind there there's no power from them and and that's that's a problem and as anyone knows, uh, I'm looking outside right now. There doesn't seem to be a lot of wind blowing, so uh, um, that would be a problem if you had wind energy, and you know you'd have to go with the solar. So, um, you know, my problem is is that you know the nuclear. I'm you know if they if they allow the nuclear, which it looks like they're going to, the companies that that own the nuclear plants are going to push for it because they will be able to sell their power at as very high price and guess where the power is going to go to it's going to go to southern illinois and central illinois and we're going to be paying them when we've got our own power plant that's clean that we should be able to we should be able to utilize and you know um i think they should go out to at least 2050 i think that that's a fair fair date um it it protects our rate payers and then maybe by then they've got, you know, better batteries or whatever. But right now, based on what I've, I've read and seen, this it's just not a it's – it's a very high-risk gamble. And, and our, our kids and grandkids are going are gonna to suffer from it. Springfield Alderman, Ralph Hanauer, um, I think that's all the time we've got. I was going to ask you about uh, two-way streets, but I think I'll just pose that question to the listeners. Uh, So greatly appreciate you taking the time this morning. We'll connect again soon, all right? All right. Thank you.